Hey, this is Bruce Trujillo from Indie 1023 with another session at home. And my guest today, the one and only Laura Veers. She's about to release her 11th studio album, My Echo, on October 23rd. And she's got a ton of pals helping her on this new one. She just released the latest single from it, Turquoise Walls. And she'll be, per- she'll be performing a few songs for us as well. Laura, thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having me, Bruce. I'm so excited. So we're going to get started with the song, the first single you've released from My Echo called Burn Too Bright. And I love the juxtaposition of sound and lyrical content here. And um, I especially love that the ending sounds kind of ominous with this cello. Tell me more about writing Burn Too Bright. Burn Too Bright was a struggle. (laughs) Sometimes my songs come out very quickly and they're just done. And this one took about a year to write and I wrote about 15 different versions of it with like radically different music. A lot of the lyrics were the same, but you know, sometimes you just have to search for the right music for the the lyrics. And um, I kept banging my head against the wall, frankly, to try to get it right. And eventually this last version did make the record and I love it. I think it sounds really fresh and really awesome. So I'm glad that um, it made the cut and uh, I wasn't sure there if it was going to go the, the wayside and you know just like get chucked into the bin but it made it and it was really fun to to make the music video that we made for it which is a chalk drawing on a church parking lot and it's kind of like a lyric video with um, images from with like bright things and from my imagination and from the song and then at the end you see this drone view pull out and it's this huge drawing that's like the size of a building, but it's all chalk drawing on a, on a um, church parking lot. And that was really actually pretty complicated to figure out in terms of um, laying out and planning out that video, um, but it turned out great. My, my nanny, Lori and I, and my kids did it in March, right before quarantine. Yes, and I want to talk more about that music video, but we're going to hear an acoustic version of this song. This is Burn Too Bright from my guest, Laura Veers. The eyes of a child looked out of your head And the microphone smiled when the light turned red Everyone there wanted to hold you tight But you looked so unconcerned and you burned too bright Burned too bright, bright, bright By the shrine you made in your studio and the selenium grade and the candles yellow who were you running from it was yourself all right maybe you burned a little too bright burned too bright 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 burned too bright 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 i wonder if your soul is still dispossessed 
on Indie 102.3 with Burn Too Bright, the first single from her upcoming album, My Echo, out on October 23rd. And Laura, you've already talked about it. The video is also an art project in and of itself with the lyrics written out in chalk featuring your kids. It's also kind of a dedication to the late Richard Swift. So tell me more about, um, I guess, planning the music video and kind of how you were making this a tribute to Richard. Yeah, so in terms of planning the video, I was walking my dog and I was noticing a lot of chalk drawings from kids on the sidewalk. And I thought, wow, that would be a really cool lyric video. Has anyone done that? And I, I thought like, I don't know. So I don't, I don't even know if I researched that, but I did start conceptualizing the idea on my walk. Just imagining the lyrics coming out with, you know, me drawing them, writing them in this like kind of signature bubble, not bubble style, but this like artistic style that I have with block letters and then the art kind of images from uh, the lyrics or just things that are bright like stars, diamonds, lightning bolts, clouds with light, you know, tears and um, like there were other bright things like water, like the Japanese water wave type drawings and then like bright blossoms of cherry trees floating away and then you know, hands with lightning coming out. It's just like a lot of folk, almost inspired by Mexican folk art. And um, and then, but the but the actual doing of it was pretty complicated. Like the thinking of it is one thing, and then the doing of it is another thing. Just in terms of, okay, where are we going to do it? It was hard to find the right place. We did find the right parking lot, and then um, I was like, oh no, there's a truck in the parking lot. Like that's going to ruin it and then luckily like the truck just drove off and no other cars came kind of like there was a lot of luck to it too like it better not rain today because if it's raining we can't film this because it's like chalk on uh, outside and it didn't rain and um and then where well, okay well how are we going to do this we had to measure a lot we had to use measuring tape some draw subtle lines to keep it kind of straight because this is big you know it's like 100 feet by 80 feet I don't know I didn't measure it but um, we need to keep the lines sort of straight and then in the end you get this drone shot and it looks really cool so but it was more of a com complicated technical piece than I had ever really done for a music video and my friend Lance Bangs did it did the editing and he's done a lot of music videos in his time so it turned out pretty cool it did and I would you know I was watching it and at the end I was like oh my gosh I can't believe like getting a, a mistake in there or something like that or like missing a letter <laughs> like oh it it was really I did. amazing. You did? I did. But luckily Lance caught it because it, you know, it's kind of physical too, like pretty physical work. We had spent eight hours bent over in the sun um, drawing on the chalk sidewalk. And, um, but I was, yeah, I messed up the spelling of bright one time and Lance is like, stop, you just missed, you messed the spelling of that. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Okay. That was like six hours in. So you just, we grabbed some water and a towel and just wiped it off and kept going. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. You couldn't even tell. No, that's the magic of editing, I guess. Yeah. All right. So, so this new album comes out on October 23rd called My Echo, written after your life kind of got topsy-turvy. What can you tell me about the impetus for writing My Echo? Well, actually, it was written before it got topsy-turvy. So this is the the album that showed that shows the, an artistic mind 
struggling with things falling apart before they fall apart. So my marriage fell apart. I'm divorced. My ex and I were, he was my producer. His name's Tucker Martin. He's the father of my children. We owned a house and property and all this stuff. We had a very like enmeshed, very like in, intertwined life for 20 years. And we, we broke up, but that was a year ago. This album was done when that happened. So this album was reckoning with becoming of my divorce. And it's my subconscious mind working on very difficult things that were going on in my life before they actually really got difficult. <laughs> and so it's like a foretelling of what's about to come. And, and it's about di disintegration, but I didn't really see my marriage falling apart because I wanted it to stay together and I was trying to keep it together. And my, my conscious mind was doing everything I could to do that. But my subconscious mind was like, actually it's not working. And so it processed that through these, through these lyrics in, the song, in these songs. Have you had that happen to you before where you're, you've used your art or your art kind of guides you through these different things in your life? I mean, that's, you know, your subconscious, you are an artist, a songwriter. I would have to imagine that this has happened before. Or is this maybe like one of the first times you've really noticed it, you know, after, after the fact you're like, oh, that's what this was about. It's the most poignant time. Uh, it's the most poignant of that experience for me. I mean, certainly that's happened before. And, and all of my records are a timestamp of that time of my life. Like, that's what record means. It's a record of that time. But this one really did show me, like, I was sort of like the light bulbs went on off or went on after the fact. I'm like, wow, okay. I kind of thought that song was about this, but actually it was really about that. And so I think, you know, it's, it's kind of neat to think about like that the record to me is a little, it's a little painful to listen to because it marks the end of this era, which was two decades of my life. And that's a lot to, and the, you know, like the disintegration of the family, nuclear family unit, but it was the right thing to, to not like, it is much better that Tucker and I are not together, but I didn't, I didn't know that I, you know, before you get there, you don't know that it's going to be better. You think you feel like everything's falling apart. It's all like completely screwed up. But the reason people get divorced is because they have this glimmer, glimmer of hope that things will get better after they're not together. And that is the case. It just took me a year to get there, you know, in terms of healing and grieving. And I mean, I'm not like done grieving, but I have certainly um, moved way past where I was a year ago in terms of feeling upset about this. But I'm in a way glad that I don't have to tour this record because it does remind me of this chapter of my life that was painful and that's frankly that's over and so I don't I didn't want to go have to play these songs like over and over and over on tour and in a way that's like a silver lining of COVID is that I don't have to I can just do a couple online shows and now I've already written my next record and so that one <laughs> that one is about things falling apart that that one's like okay it fell apart and I changed, and I transformed, and I went on a lot of online dates, and this is what one of them was like, and this is what a different one was like, and then it's like this whole new realm of writing has come out of my last year. And it's, it's very much the new album, which is not the one we're talking about, the next one, which should hopefully come out. It's not all finished and not all recorded, but it's, it's largely written. Um, well, it should come out, out sometime in 2021. That one is about transformation. So ne the next step, basically. Yeah. 
Awesome. Um, well, and you kind of touched base on this, but um, the COVID thing, of course, not having to go out. You stated, though, that writing this album, recording it, and now having it out, COVID times, uh, kind of, it kind of prepared you for the pandemic, thinking about dealing with the unknown. Um, what parallels have you seen in that regard? Well, I think, you know, as an artist, you have to cope with uncertainty all the time. You have to cope with the uncertainty of the blank page daily. Like, okay, there's a blank page again. What are you going to say? You know, there is no like boss telling you you've got to complete this checklist today and then you've done your job and you get paid. It's like, okay, you have to come up with your own ideas about what you have to figure out what kind of artist you are. You have to figure out what you want to say again and again and again and again. And sometimes that can be really fun and like a challenge and, and exciting. And sometimes it can be total drudgery and like painful and boring and awful and like pulling teeth. And it can go back and forth throughout your life and throughout the day or however long you have to write that day. So artists have to cope with uncertainty also in terms of how they make their living, unless they're like one of the very few well-off ones who's just like got a you know ticket to freedom because they don't have to work. So I, I was grappling with uncertainty in these songs. Artists grapple with uncertainty in general. And then I went through a divorce. And so and then when you go through a divorce, your whole world is turned upside down. You have no idea how you're going to do things. And there's so many unknowns. And then the pandemic came. And I was like, well, okay, whatever. Like, I already have been in this world of not knowing what's coming for a long time. So just lay it on, like, bring it on, you know, like, okay, we don't know what's happening. We don't know what's coming. No one can make plans. All right. Let's try to make the most of it, you know? And here we are. We've got a new album coming out on October 23rd. I am Bruce Trujillo. This is my guest, Laura Veers. Uh, she's got her 11th studio album, My Echo, coming out in October. And you have a lot of help from friends on this album as well. So uh, people like M. Ward, Carl Blau, Bill Frisell, and Jim James. These guys cover a lot of ground sonically. So tell me about enlisting the help of these musicians specifically. Um, Jim James has been on the last bunch of records like for 10 years his voice and my voice sound really cool together he's from my morning jacket he's um a really sweet guy and just great you know i think there's just something about our voices sounding good together and same for carl carl blau has i think our voices have a really special way of blending and they have very different voices like jim has more of a tenor and carl has more of a deep voice but um they both work with my voice um and Matt Ward is an old friend. We've known each other a long time, but he's never played on a record. And he, his son and my children go to the same, or used to go to the same preschool. So that's kind of like more of a neighborhood kind of thing. And Bill Frizzell is Tucker's old, old friend. And um, he's such a great guitar player and just always fun to have on, on my records. He's actually only been on one other one, I think. Maybe he's been on two. He was on Troubled by the Fire. I don't know if he was on a different one as well. That's kind of, there's a lot of records, so I don't remember. But Bill's been on tons of uh, records that Tucker's made because they're old friends. So, yeah, it's just kind of like, you know, in a way, a little bit more Tucker's crew than my crew. But um, that's kind of one of the things that I'm learning about, too, in terms of moving forward as an artist. Is like, well, who do I want to collaborate with and how do I want to produce my records without 
Tucker deciding or leading the realm, leading the realm of like what musicians come in, you know? Right. And so this is also a kind of a whole new world for you in, in that it's like, well, now you now you're really at the helm of everything. You get to make all of those decisions. Not that you wouldn't before, but it wasn't it's not a given now who's going to be producing and who's going to be on. So um, is, do you find that kind of freeing or is it kind of a little bit intimidating or a little bit of both? Oh, yeah. Yeah, very yeah. much both. Yeah. It's at first I was like really scared, like, oh, gosh, can I do this on my own? And then I kept writing and I because I. I realized like, you know, for a while, actually, after we got divorced, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to write ever again. <laughs> I kind of was like, I don't know if music's for me. Maybe that's just Tucker's thing. And then I was like, actually, it is my thing. Like, I love to write music. I love in particular writing music, like writing songs is, I think, my happy place. Like, it's like there's so many aspects to music that I'm realizing I have yet to discover and I think that's really fun at this stage because I've been doing this for 25 years and I'm still like honestly I still feel in so many ways like a beginner and that's not like I'm acting humble or something it's genuinely how I feel in terms of like getting better as a singer getting better as a lyricist getting better as a poet getting better as a guitar player as a recordist and then as a performer and even like getting deeper into like the visual representation of everything with videos and stuff like that, it's really also endless. And I think that's why I stay so engaged with it because it's like, I feel this never ending path of creativity waiting for me and I can go down any channel of it to get deeper into it. And to me, that just feels so exciting as a f almost 47 year old and, um, and so, and now because I've had enough time away from my partnership with Tucker, I'm starting to feel more free instead of scared of not having a producer partner. I'm like, oh, I feel really free in terms of my artistic creativity, in terms of my voice, in terms of like my writerly voice. And in terms of who, like who I might want to reach out to, to collaborate with either on a track or for a whole record. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, that is really exciting. I, I'm like, I'm really glad that you're at that point. That's so cool. And you've just released a brand new single as well. You're going to be playing it for us here in a sec. But tell me more about Turquoise Walls. So Turquoise Walls is one of the most intimate and like, kind of like, lay it all out on the line kinds of lyrical songs on this album, less abstruse or abstruse. I think abstruse is a word. <laughs> but um, it's more direct in terms of what was happening to me at that time. And um, it's about the walls that my ex Tucker and I painted turquoise, which if you check my Instagram, you'll see me painting over them because I kept the house and the doors, but I'm like repainting all the rooms, kind of just fresh start. And um, my nanny Lori lives in that room now. And so we painted just white because we were priming it last weekend and we're going to paint peach because she wanted peach next weekend so the turquoise walls are gone but um that song was just about me feeling sad at night looking at those walls and so I don't really like to sing that song but I do it, it you know like because it makes me feel a little bit sad but I also recognize like that is the era that I lived through and I'm not it doesn't burden me to share that like it's real and people people struggle in relationships like duh that's like what half the songs are about in in the world so it's 
kind of nice to share it because it's real and it's authentic and other people have had that experience as well. All right, this is Laura Veers with her latest single, Turquoise Walls, on Indie 1023. When I thought that I might lose you, oh, I trembled like a leaf, tattered by the wind and torn by the September storm. I tossed and turned and threw the blankets off, oh, I could not sleep, thinking you were keeping someone Sessions at Home welcoming Laura Veers. That is her latest single, an acoustic version of Turquoise Walls. Her 11th studio album, My Echo, is out on October 23rd. Laura, thank you so much for sharing your story and your songs with us. Thank you, Bruce. Thanks for having me.